Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam. Well, it is Monday, and we are glad you're here with us on the Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose. Our number is 866-916-3776. That is our number to call in, or you can text us at 434-248-0704. Uh, I've got a happy boy with me today. He's, Very happy. Yeah, so that's a, that's a good Dale thing. I hope Dale calls today, because he didn't call last we, week. He has been MIA. I know. He has been radio silent. But for... The third time in my lifetime, the Eagles right. are heading to the Super Bowl. I know. And, and I know you're happy. Zero. I know you're happy about it. Be a good winner, though. Be a good sport. I'm just going to smile. There, just smile and be happy. Yeah, do that. All right, here's your thought of the day for this Monday. We'll get you started. We'll ease you into your Monday morning a little bit. A weed is just a plant whose virtues haven't been discovered yet. Remember that when you're feeling like a weed. Uh, weed is just a plant whose virtues haven't been discovered yet. Here's our text number so you can text in your Mind Jam trivia guess. 434-248-0704. The first one was invented in 1935. By the 70s, they were soaring in popularity. By the 80s, nearly everyone had one. And now they're obsolete. What are we talking about? First one was invented in 1935. By the 70s, they were soaring in popularity. By the 80s, nearly everybody had one. And now they're obsolete. What are we talking about this morning? That's your Mind Jam trivia. Today in history, in 1965, the state funeral for Winston Churchill is held at St. Paul's Cathedral in London. At the time, it was the world's largest ever state funeral and Rightfully so, I would say. In 1973, Kiss rock and rolls all night for the very first time. Gene, Paul, Peter, and Ace changes their band's name for this particular performance from Wicked Lester to perform as Kiss for the first time. A few months later, they add the makeup and the rest is Kistery. So there you go. Did you just say Kistery? I did. That just for you. You're oh. welcome. <laughs> Took me a minute. All right. Uh, and then in 1975, the patent is applied for the Magic Cube invention by Ernario Rubik, later known as the Rubik's Cube, of which I still have never, you know, finished that puzzle. And I had one for a long time. I just couldn't do it. Oh, well. What are you going to do? Uh, actor Gene Hackman is having a birthday today. He turns 93 years old today. Everybody's favorite basketball coach. Any of you feel you don't want to be on a team, feel free to leave right now. Did you hear what I said? <clears throat> Me? Yes, you. Sure, I'm just curious to know when we start. We start when I say so. Okay, would you kind of let me know because I'm kind of getting tired of standing. Out of here, right now. You're kicking me out? Yes. Don't come back until you learn to keep your mouth shut and listen. Hmm. <laughs> team of six and he kicked one off. And then he took another one with him. I love Hoosers. That was so good. <sighs> All right. Also having a birthday today is actress Vanessa Redgrave. She is turning 86 years old today. And singer Phil Collins is having a birthday. He turns 72. Uh, so many good songs. 
Always wanted to see him in concert. That was that. That's one of my biggest concert regrets, right there. Is that I never got to see Phil Collins in concert, either with Genesis or just Phil Collins. I would have been happy with just Phil Collins. Uh, actor Christian Bale is having a birthday today, turning forty-nine years old. I'm Batman. Even <laughs> my least favorite Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. Uh. <laughs> that was your least favorite Batman? Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't he wasn't my maybe not my least favorite. Who's your favorite? Keaton? Yeah. Okay. Because he was the Batman of my age group. You know, that was my generation was Keaton. Um I was gonna say Val Kilmer, I thought Val Kilmer was, I was gonna say, a good Batman. You like Affleck over uh Christian Bale? Ugh. Oh no. No, no. He's probably my least favorite. And then ben you have Rob, Rob Pattinson, who's Batman. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think they need to leave it alone. I think it's been done to death. But that's just me. Uh, also having a birthday today is Olivia Coleman. She turns 49 years old. She was the first Queen Elizabeth II in the crown. And then had to be replaced by an older actress for obvious reasons. Uh, also having a birthday is comedian Brett Butler. Uh, she was in anger management. She was also Grace Under Fire, turning 65. Y'all were tiny. I wrote all these speeches for any bad thing a kid could do. And then when you did them, I could just read you out of the little book and be a really cool mom, okay? Okay, here we go. If you ever... Oh, that was for murder. What? Uh, let's see. S, sex, sedition. Here we are. Stealing. C, shoplifting. Okay. <clears throat> She had them all written down, <laughs> yeah, which I loved. Uh, also having a birthday is singer Jody Watley. She is turning 64 years old today, looking for a, a new love and all kinds of great songs back in the day. She had them all. So it was an eventful weekend, y'all. Did you see the videos? All the videos. You had the Pelosi video, and then you had the Memphis video, which... There was really, you know, nothing. We kind of got what we expected out of the Memphis video. It was horrible. They are terrible people who never should have been police officers, uh, if we're being honest. And, uh, and of course, the country responded. They had uh, quite a bit of conflict around the country. Uh, and then we also had the Pelosi video come out, which was really weird it's just a very strange strange video it did not look the way i imagined it when it had been described um did you watch either of them or both of them i uh, yes you did did you did did the pelosi video look like you it thought looked it was weird it was so he opened, weird he opens the door and he's like holding the weapon and the other guy's holding the weapon and right it's like he's like hello right he's like <laughs> I think part of him is like, in you know, a little bit like he's like in shock, but also it's, it just looks weird. It, it, I wouldn't say it's staged, but it looks, it's just what, like. What I don't understand is the man has on no pants. Yeah, that too. But he has the time to make himself a delicious beverage. Did you notice he was holding a drink in his other hand? Go back and look at it. He is, he is literally holding something on the rocks hmm. in his underwear. Put your pants on, sir. I mean, you. Well, at some mind. point, given some theories, he might he might have just was getting ready. Uh, 
Ugh. I don't know. I don't know. It's very, very, very weird. Of course, the defense attorney is saying that um, that it was a horrible idea to release the footage and it's disrespectful to Pelosi and and it's you know his defense lawyer is saying that he's not going to be able to get a fair trial. Um, I don't know. I think there's going to be a whole lot more coming out about this whole situation. That would be my guess. The drink thing, to me, was the most bizarre part of it. I, that didn't make any sense to me. You can't put your pants on, but you can make yourself a scotch on the rocks. It just... Something didn't add up there. For for me, anyway. Uh, our text number is 434-248-0704. And our Mind Jam trivia was this. Um... The first one was invented in 1935. By the 70s, they were soaring in popularity. By the 80s, nearly everybody had one. And now they're obsolete. What are we talking about? Oh, we're getting good guesses here. Is it the Walkman? Um, that was guessed. Typewriter was guessed. That's a very good guess. Yeah. Typewriter's still... I feel like typewriters used more than a Walkman at this point. Yeah, but I mean... Essentially, they're 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 pretty obsolete unless yeah. people are using them for for decoration. But when you think about it, there are a lot of things that hit and were I, at obsolete first I was and say pretty. Cassette, but I feel like cassettes are like you can still like some people still use cassettes. Uh, beeper was guessed. That was a that was a good yeah. guess. So well, we'll have the. But that answer. was used in the nineties a little bit, like yeah. Like a yeah, pager, yeah, yeah, a, yeah, absolutely. Well, I think doctors well, still the use answer, them today. the answer is still, it's still used. It's just yeah. virtually obsolete. So, yeah, we'll have I'm, the answer coming up. I promise. It's a good one. Stick around. We've got that answer and some more Lynchburg City Council drama on the way. Welcome to the episode of the Lynchburg: The Real World. I know. Seriously, go figure. The Morning Jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm not home. George, are you there? Hate that stupid message. <laughs> My favorite answering machine. That's good. Message ever. Uh, that was the answer to our Mind Jam trivia today. First one was invented in 1935. Uh, by the 70s, they were soaring in popularity. By the 80s, nearly everybody had one. And now they're obsolete. We are talking about the, uh, the answering machine. I mean, at one point, that I didn't know it was invented quite that early. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it was important because you didn't have cell phones. So that was the only way, you know, you really could get your messages. And you had to get your message just right. You know, had to make sure it was right. Sometimes people had funny ones. Some people had boring ones. I, I mean, I don't think people even have... Does anybody even leave a voice message anymore? Don't you just text somebody? I've had people leave voice messages. But before. do you listen to them? 
I no. never listen to them. See, the great part is on my iPhone, if you notice, it, they'll transcribe it, does, it. Yeah, exactly. So you basically can just read it. Right. So unless it's somebody's voice that I really want to hear. But like if my mom, like I call my mom, uh-huh. like I never leave voicemail, but if I call my mom and she doesn't answer, she'll just text me like, what's up? And I'll text. Right. You hardly ever uh, leave them or, or listen to them anymore. But at, at one time, uh, they were in practically every household. So there you go. Your Mind Jam trivia for today. Um, well, coming up, we, uh, we're we going to be talking with uh, a couple of city council members this morning. Um, had some things transpire over the, the weekend uh, that uh, I think needs to be uh, addressed. We had um, a letter that was written by uh, Councilman Larry Taylor, and he he posted it uh, saying he's on city council to serve the citizens of Lynchburg, not to play games. Please see my letter below. And this was written yesterday, and he wrote it to uh, to Mayor Reed, and it says uh, the following. Thank you for the opportunity to serve on the Finance Committee. I do not appreciate the way I was used to promote an accomplishment for our citizens with the tax relief by Vice Mayor Feraldi. I wanted to deliver tax relief for our citizens right away, unlike the Vice Mayor and yourself. I support directing our city manager to find savings in the next budget. I do not support that the place of the place the tax relief um, our citizens need right away. I do not support that in place of the tax relief our citizens need right away. We need to do this. Our citizens deserve relief before their next tax bill. To avoid confusion and manipulation by the vice mayor, I'm withdrawing from my position on the finance committee. I do not want to be associated with playing politics with tax relief any longer when our citizens are being faced with high electric bills and inflation. I will be happy to continue serving as the chairman of the Physical Development Committee. I do not appreciate the way the appointments to the committees have gone down either. Jeff is far more qualified to serve on the Finance Committee than me. I just do not want to be a part of these games anymore. I want to see Councilman Jeff Hegelson appointed as my replacement and for us to get on with doing the right things for the people. This withdrawal from the Finance Committee is effective immediately. Signed, Larry Taylor. Uh, Lynchburg City Councilman at large. So there we go. Now we've had um, we've had Larry on uh, since being elected. We've had uh, the mayor on a couple of times. Chris Ferraldi is a regular to the program. He'll be joining us at eight o'clock to weigh in on this, and uh, we're going to be talking with Jeff uh, Heckelson at seven thirty to see what his take is on this situation i've also reached out to larry taylor uh it just seems like the chaos continues with the city council so i i hope that we're going to get closer to where where we need to be for the good of the city as a whole um and we'll uh, we'll have that coming up if you have anything to any input feel free to give it 866-916-3776 is our uh, our number for you to call in and you're also welcome to uh, to text in if you like but i would prefer you to call in um we did get some text about the pelosi video um it says we all know that nancy has the power to alter and or cut video or the 911 call 
if she can do insider trading and walk away from it with all of her shenanigans, she can control that police department most certainly. Hmm. Well, I did see, because um, I sent this to a friend over the weekend, I did see where after all of this went down, she did call for an exorcism. A Nancy Pelosi had Catholic priest perform an exorcism at her home. That felt like that was about 60 years too late (laughs) to me. But that's just me. Not a huge Nancy Pelosi fan. But she did have that happen. So, interesting. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think there's a whole lot more going to come out about that situation, for sure. Uh, protesters began in Memphis very shortly after the uh, video was released. Of course, the protests began across America on Friday night uh, following the release of the uh, Tyree Nichols traffic stop which sent him to a local hospital and then where he died days later. Uh, In New York City, somebody stomped out the windshield of a police cruiser as crowds shouted, burn it down. Nice. Um, Memphis police did release the body camera video as well as other surveillance footage showing a very brutal beating of Nichols. Now, I know that he did run from the police. Okay, I, I get that. But it was a routine traffic stop. So I don't know why it escalated to the point where it did. Should he have resisted arrest? No, he shouldn't have. But that was ridiculous. They pulled him over on January 7th around 830 for what they called reckless driving. And that's when the confrontation started. Uh, He then ran away from the officers Uh, And then they caught him and the confrontation continued. He complained being short of breath and was ultimately apprehended. Afterwards, the suspect complained of having shortness of breath. And that's when the ambulance was called to the scene. But, I mean, he was was kicked. He was punched. He was beaten. Um, And apparently they sprayed themselves with pepper spray, which is a whole other fiasco. Um, the protesters were shouting, what do we want justice? When do we want it now? If we don't get it, burn it down. That was at New York City Union Square on Friday night. Um, I'm not telling you to come here and wild out, but we ain't never taking effing violence off the table. One protester was heard shouting. And another one said, black cops ain't black, they blue. A pig is a pig, whether they are black, white, brown, Asian, or Haitian. A cop is a cop, and they are upholding white supremacy. Okay. Wow. What a mess. Protesters in Memphis blocked the uh, I-55 bridge connecting Arkansas to Tennessee and the downtown area. So they basically completely disregarded the wishes of that family because uh, the mother was very clear that she did not want that to be the memory of her son at all. The January 7th encounter with police put Nichols in the St. Francis Hospital. 
He was in critical condition before he died on January the 10th. That according to the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation. Five former Memphis police officers were fired immediately after the incident. They are being charged with second-degree murder, aggravated assault, and there are other charges in there as well. Um, Nichols can be heard saying, I didn't do anything. I also heard him calling for his mother during uh, part of that, which as a mother was very difficult to hear. Body camera video showed officers using pepper spray, uh, a baton. Um, One of them said, uh, I'm a baton the F out of you. They punched, they kicked, they struck, they used tasers. I mean, it's, there's not going to be any coming back from this one. There's, there's absolutely no excuse that they'll be able to make. So they may as well get ready to do some, some jail time, I would think. That's certainly what it, what it looks like to me. We'll uh, have more on the Lynchburg City Council latest activities coming up here after our news with Niecy Payne. She's going to be joining us at 7.30 with all your headlines. Also, we'll take a look at your forecast for the week and we'll check that out coming up on the Morning Jam. Keep our number handy 866-916-3776. We would love to hear from you. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. Unsettled weather likely this work week. I'm meteorologist Bradford Ambrose. A few passing showers around on this Monday. We're starting off with temperatures into the upper 30s to low 40s. We'll see highs in the 50s and low 60s this afternoon. And unseasonably warm starting off Tuesday, upper 30s to low 40s. Looks like precipitation chances will work back into the picture late Tuesday into early Wednesday with highs in the 40s. Currently 41 degrees in Lynchburg, 41 in Bedford, 42 in Roanoke and Salem, 43 in Danville, 40 in Amherst, 41 in Appomattox. Cloudy everywhere you're listening this morning. So uh, we're just going to have another dreary Monday, so it would seem. We're uh, pleased to have with us by phone this morning, Councilman Jeff Heggelson from Lynchburg City Council. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? Oh, good morning. Great to be with you all. Well, we're glad you are, are here. I, I wanted to kind of get your take on the, the recent developments with uh, Lynchburg City Council. Now, let's let's be clear. How many years have you served on council? I, I was first elected to fight for the taxpayers in 2004, and I've been doing that every meeting, every day since. Okay. All right. I knew, I knew it had been a while. Uh, so things have changed on council. People were very hopeful that this was going to be a very smooth transition and a get-or-done kind of uh, situation. Uh, it hasn't really been smooth sailing, though, has it? At, at the beginning, hasn't been smooth sailing um, as of yet. But just keep in mind what recently happened while we watched our, our, new, our Congressman Bob Good 
what he did in the uh, House or in the uh, in Congress. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had some. It wasn't a very smooth transition at the beginning. People were wringing their hands and talking heads were saying, "Oh my goodness, this is the end. This is the end." No, brought some pretty good things to a head. Said we need conservatives that are running uh, the government, whether it be in Washington and even in Lynchburg. We've campaigned on conservative principles. We fought for these for years. Now it's the chance, you know, and, and with this, maybe it's a little chaotic at the beginning, but the reality is the end result is that we're going to actually be coming together and a conservative agenda for Lynchburg City Council, one that actually fights for our taxpayers, one that actually looks in trying to make our citizens more safe, and one that actually recognizes the challenges and the problems that we have in our Lynchburg City Schools and works to improve education. Uh, so so this letter by uh, Council Member uh, Taylor actually kind of brings something that could be chaotic for the next 6 to 12 months and kind of brings it, forces it to a head. So were you, surprised, they are. were you surprised when, when you were not on the, the Finance Committee? I, I, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like everybody. Because you've been on there for a long was. time. Yeah. And not only have been on there for a long time, that's what I do professionally. I've done this for you know, over three decades. Mm-hmm. I actually teach finance at two local colleges. I've actually done this on city government. But again, as I said uh, before, I'll serve the taxpayers wherever I can. Mm-hmm. And it's just uh, you, typically you you. You, you want to put people where their expertise is. Right. And uh, and that's so basically was, what his letter said. His letter said, um, you know, Jeff is far more qualified to serve on the Finance Committee for the reasons that you just stated. Um, yeah, but I think his letter, as you read it, it, it says a little bit more than that. It does. Uh, it does. It, 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 he, he is uh, accusing uh, the vice mayor of uh, manipulation, using him as a, as a pawn, uh, in political games, do you think that's true? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, when you, when you look at nobody likes politicians, and especially politicians that actually pass the blame and take credit for something that they had nothing to do with. That All right, kind of manipulation. That. What, what when you pass the blame? You know, for example. Uh, for all the at the meeting just recently, passed the blame onto the lone Republican fighting for our taxpayers, tried to pass the blame onto me. He likes to take credit for things that he had nothing to do with. He likes to take credit for the recent concealed weapon permit fee lowering. He likes to take credit for this, uh, what the Democrats are pushing, a, a two-cent, one-time tax rebate in last budget. He likes to take credit for things that he had nothing to do. This, the motion that came from the Finance Committee simply said, in the next budget, we'd like the city manager to look at taxes and look at the budget. That's what we do every budget, whether it be city government, whether it be your household budget, whether it be a business as they're budgeting, they look at their revenue, they look at their expenses. That's what the budget process is. No more manipulation. No more saying it's only next budget. Look at the immediate ability to give tax relief to our citizens now. 
we sh- we had it all stemmed from a completely unnecessary tax increase that were voted on by the previous council with the Democrats uh, that said we need to raise taxes four point eight million dollars. These folks that campaigned our local party, our local unit, the local volunteers, they went out saying, hey, we need changes now. We have that ability. Let's make these changes now. There was a $43 million, actually a record surplus, and they can't even give back a little pittance, give back a little bit of that to our taxpayers. So it's not an either-or. It should be actually doing it tax relief today, and it actually should be looking very judiciously at the budget, looking at like every individual family and business does, where they live within their means in the upcoming budget. So Mayor uh, Stephanie Reed sat across from me in this studio and and said uh, that tax money is going to be returned to the citizens of Lynchburg. You can take that to the bank, but we want to do it the right way. Uh, are you saying that that's not what she is wanting to do, or are you saying it's just not happening fast enough? Well, uh, doing it the right way means that we should have actually, the previous council, when the, when the surplus, the second year's of record surplus came out, the previous council should have said, oops, just like Bedford County has done, just like the state has done, we took in too much tax revenue. We have this huge surplus. We're giving it back. Huge surpluses mean that our citizens were overtaxed. Doing that, it should have happened when I first brought it up uh, last July, last August. That's when it should have taken place. Now that the delay is keeps on happening, and quite frankly, tax relief delayed is money denied to our taxpayers. Okay. So doing it now is critical. The budget, let me just tell you how the budget works. We're working on the we're going to be working on the budget over the next several months, which will finalize by the end of June for taxes that come out next year. We're looking at tax relief from another year from now. No, 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 no. We have the ability to do the first step, which says we're lowering the real estate tax rate rate based on these unnecessary tax increases. We're going to give back a pittance of it. We're going to give back not the whole $43 million. We're going to give back at least, you know, anywhere from four to seven million dollars of that forty-three million dollar surplus. Then we'll begin the budget for twenty twenty-four uh, on at least a cleaner slate. That point, you can say, let's look at next year's relief. Okay, okay. Well, I, you know, I really do appreciate you you know talking to us and and kind of explaining your your position i've been wanting to talk to you for a while Uh, i also i did want to ask you and if you don't want to answer that's fine but i am i am curious because the people have said that there's a possibility that you might consider running for delegate is that something that you've i mean have you is that something you've thought of or something that people have asked you to do yeah yeah I, i don't run for for me I run for the taxpayers and the citizens. I mean, it has been surprising how many people have said in this new and this open district uh, with redistricting, we would like a real solid conservative, somebody that's actually going to fight and lead mm-hmm. uh, to run. So yeah. lots of people have asked when I first ran for city council, I didn't run just because I wanted to run. 
I ran because lots of people said, Jeff, we think you can use your financial education and experience to help the city government live within its means. Okay. And and that's what I've done. And it it, it, it happens again, you know, so there's there right. are obviously uh, uh, things at the state level that could really be done. Um, but as we're dealing currently with our city budget, it does require that we actually try to put our best foot forward, maybe a little bit ugly for a little bit, maybe a little chaotic, <laughs> right. but we actually can have a really good path forward if we do what we campaigned on. That's the first step is immediate tax relief. The second step is making sure that we actually have a city government that lives within its means. Um, but, you know, I am disappointed about the committee assignments, as Larry actually put there in his in his uh, letter as well. Uh-huh. Um, and never before in the history has somebody been left off of committees. A council member duly elected was left off of the committee assignments. Right. Uh, the person that's got over three decades of financial experience teaches it <laughs> is not in the place that they should be. It just... You know, and, and and quite frankly, maybe that was a miss-up three and a half weeks ago uh, with Stephanie. Her and I had talked over two weeks ago for two hours about this. I thought something was going to change. You know, well, and I, and that was Still my nothing. understanding. That was yes. my understanding as well. So. Still nothing. Okay. Well, thank you again for... Um, for joining us this morning we actually have someone on the line uh, coming in behind you that wanted to thank you for your service to the city uh you're always welcome on the show and and thank you for joining us well great to be with you and hope you have a wonderful day and let's make sure we get this no more tax relief being delayed that means it's money denied to our taxpayers so thanks let's Jeff. get this done thank all you. right okay and uh, we have another call this morning. Uh, you're on the air. Good morning. You're on the morning line. Uh, morning. Jane. Good morning. <laughs> I I just uh, wanted to really take a moment to thank Councilman Helgeson for his leadership and his uh, his dedication to fighting for us. My tax bill has been crazy. I know we overpaid in Lynchburg and as a citizen in Lynchburg, it was really disappointing that they didn't already uh, send some of that back. If I was building a house and my contractor overcharged me, uh, I don't want to wait another year where he gives me money back on my next house I build. I want the money back on this house. And Jeff has been clearly fighting for that from the get-go. Uh, taking him off of finance was a travesty. He has the skills to be on there, to be chairing it even, and then to strip him of that chairmanship was just horrible, horrible. Uh, Republican or Democrat, it really doesn't matter. It's it's just not the way things in Virginia ought to be done. Um, he has the best skills. He should have been let loose on that committee to do what he's trying to do to help the citizens empower us by giving us back our own money. And that's, it's so clear. It's so obvious. That's what needs to be done. And any delays and any excuses they've been given are just so hollow. And I just, I'm so tired of politics as usual from what was supposed to be a new council leading in a new direction right. who promised all kinds of things and, and just hasn't came to the table on the first day and didn't have anything on the agenda. I mean, that's not what I voted for. That's not why I had their yard signs in my yard. I hear I'm, you. I'm disappointed in them, but I'm, I'm really pleased with Jeff for fighting for us. Well, I, I hope, uh, as he said, and I hope he'll, I hope he, he means that, and I believe he does, that, that this is going to be kind of a rip the band-aid moment 
and let the healing begin. That's that's what I'm hoping for, and I'm sure that's I, what I you're too. hoping I, for I, as well. I know that's what the citizens of Lynchburg uh, voted for, and we just saw it happen in Congress, like he was talking about. Yeah, there's a little bit of disruption. At the beginning. And, and it was and embarrassing. Yeah, it was so much better. Yeah. Yeah, it, but it, it was so much better at the end of the day, and these guys are supposed to have robust debate. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's uncomfortable, but trust me, if the politicians are all getting along and, and agreeing and smiling in front of you, yeah, uh, there, that's there's bad something for wrong. your wallet. <laughs> right. That is bad for your wallet. <laughs> it's much better this way. This is what they're supposed to be doing. This is what our founders wanted them to do. Uh, you know, we used to settle problems in, in the Commonwealth by duels, okay? Right. And our founders <laughs> said, hey, well, i got a better Not way. Not that let's, we're let's recommending bringing that back. Yeah. <laughs> So that's not that's not better, and this is so much better than that. And I'm I'm always happy when I see them arguing and debating. Okay, as long as it's not personal and not calling names, and and none of that. And that's I think that I, what I hear from the listeners, what I've heard from the listeners about this, this is my opinion. This is what I see, and this is what I hear from people: is that the the committee thing just felt juvenile and childish. Oh yeah, so. Gosh. Pure retribution, and uh, and that that's not good for the city. No. He clearly has the skills to be on that committee, and taking him off is not what's best for the city. And well, hopefully, in, we're going to turn a page here. Yeah, we'll fix it. Yeah, we yeah. need to fix it. Well, thank you so much for calling in this morning. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. All right, we got to get to break because we're woefully behind, but we'll be back with your five and dine. We'll lighten it up a little bit. Well, I don't know that it's going to lighten it up because it's it's a delicious recipe on the way on the morning jam. The definition of the word jam. To pack something tightly. A machine seizing or becoming stuck. A sweet preserve made from fruit. A common sense radio talk show. The morning jam. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on the Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and working hard to keep those prices low. Last week, I bought chicken thighs, 98 cents a pound. Such a great bargain and i use them to make this bit of yumminess Uh, this is chinese lemon chicken Um, and i like to put a little bit of heat with mine but it's it's wonderful just as it is and it tastes so uh, fresh because it does have that that fresh lemon in it Uh, you're going to start by taking a pound of chicken thighs and uh, boneless, skinless, or you can bone them uh, yourself. And you're going to cut them into cubes. You're going to add a tablespoon of soy sauce. I like to use the gluten-free low salt soy sauce and two tablespoons of cornstarch in a bowl and cover it with plastic wrap and just leave it for about a half an hour. While that's marinating, you're going to add uh, some lemon juice, a third of a cup of lemon juice that you fresh squeezed, along with a little bit of sugar, some water, some cornstarch, and some of the lemon zest into a small bowl and set that aside. Then you're going to add flour and a half a cup of cornstarch together that's what you're going to dredge those pieces in then you're going to fry them up in batches and you don't want it to crowd the pot uh, but it will become a beautiful golden uh, chicken 
and then you're going to transfer the pieces to uh, the skillet where you're going to toss it with that sauce that you made. And when you finish all the chicken, you're going to uh, turn the skillet onto a medium heat, add that sauce in, and coat the pieces in the sauce really good until it's nice and thickened up. Serve it with steamed rice and your choice of vegetables. We prefer um, mostly broccoli, but we'll throw some onions and peppers in there as well, maybe a few carrots. Uh, it is a delicious, super easy recipe for you to pull together. You can find it by going to Facebook, type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes we share brought to you by Evanel Market, where their meats are a cut above. Bear, stop texting me when daylight savings time is coming. I don't care. I don't like daylight savings time. We're going to lose an hour. When? In 41 more days, according to Bear. Stop. Stop being unbearable, Bear. Come on. (laughs) I agree. I agree that he's being unbearable with that one. I just hate daylight savings time. I hate it. And, And the thing about it is, because they're like, oh, you know, let's get rid of daylight savings time. Some of those people want to switch to daylight savings time and then leave it there. No. I don't care, actually. Just, like, switch it to one and keep it. Just... Mm. Okay. All right. Um, there are some things that millennials would like for their parents to know. Ooh, let me hear it. Uh, <laughs> well... Uh, quite a few things that they say that that their parents simply just do not understand. Uh, there is a an article that that talks about um, uh, that talks about that that there are certain things that millennials just wish that their parents understood. One of the things was dating. They say dating isn't like it was when their parents were younger. That there are a lot more people out there to choose from. And it's not easy to just go ahead and, and settle on someone. Uh, it's much harder to make a decision than it was in their parents' time. Do you think that's true? Um, no. No? You I didn't? mean, I think there, it's easier, to, like you have easier access to people now. You do, but some of them are saying there's so many choices oh. that that it's almost impossible to to choose. I mean, I made a wrong choice, so well, I can't really talk much. But I will say this. The pathway of life is, you know, strewn with people who couldn't make a decision. I will say I, I, so. I have gotten in an argument with my mother. Like, so I online date. Like, I use the apps and stuff, and I, I've done that before. And right. I think because of my past and how I met our favorite... I call it my favorite person. We'll just put it that way. Um... She's hesitant for me to do it again, and I'm just arguing like I could have met her. It, it wouldn't have mattered where I met her. She she is who she is, right? And so that is the argument I've had about you know dating people. I guess yeah, is that where I date them or how I date them or how I meet right. them? Right. Instead of like it's harder to make a choice. Okay. All right. I mean there there might be some truth to the fact that. That, you know, you have access to more people. Maybe you can find someone that better suits you. I also have to wonder if it's just the fact that even people before my generation, they just didn't give up on each other the way people do now. Um, because because maybe they think, oh, there's somebody else 
out there, I can just pick up. I mean, they actually have the term starter marriage now. So that's, I don't think that's good, probably. Uh, one of the other things that they say they want their parents to understand is um, the, the chances that they will have uh, a life like they have just isn't possible. Many of them think that, um, you know, it's not going to be possible to go and the, you know, mother stay home if you had a mother that stayed home. Uh, or that you're going to be able to have a nice house and two nice mm-hmm. cars and several children. Uh, we'll take a, a deeper look at that article coming up in, in a little bit. Because uh, there were a lot of things that as a parent, I was really interested to kind of hear what they had to say. I'm going to talk to my kids and see if they feel that way about some of those things. Coming up at the top of the hour, we're going to have Bill Trefero out of the Roanoke News Desk. He will uh, share some of the latest headlines with you. We'll have CBS News for an update. And then Chris Feraldi is going to be joining us this morning on the Morning Jam. Listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA FM Greta Danville.